Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. My mother knew what would have happened, where I'd now be. Snow swirled and eddied in the garden, catching in the brown fibers of the burlap covering the shrubs. My mate, who had worked so hard and so selflessly, all without hope that I would ever be with him. We had both fought for that love, bled for it. Reese had died for it. I still saw that moment in my sleeping and waking dreams. How his face had looked, how his chest had not risen, how the bond between us had shredded into ribbons. I still felt it, that hollowness in my chest where the bond had been, where he had been. Even now, with that bond again flowing between us like a river of star-flecked night, the echo of its vanishing lingered, drew me from sleep, drew me from a conversation, a painting, a meal. Reese knew exactly why there were nights when I would cling tighter to him, why there were moments in the bright, clear sunshine that I would grip his hand. He knew because I knew why his eyes sometimes turned distant, why he occasionally just blinked at all of us, as if not quite believing it, and rubbed his chest as if to ease an ache. Working had helped, both of us. Keeping busy, keeping focused. I sometimes dreaded the quiet idle days when all those thoughts snared me at last, when there was nothing but me in my mind, and that memory of Reese lying dead on the rocky ground, the King of Highburn snapping my father's neck, all those Illyrians blasted out of the sky and falling to earth as ashes. Perhaps one day, even the work wouldn't be a battlement to keep the memories out. Mercifully, plenty of work remained for the foreseeable future, rebuilding Valaris after the attacks from Highburn being only one of many monumental tasks. For other tasks required doing as well, both in Valaris and beyond it, in the Illyrian Mountains, in the hewn city, in the vastness of the entire night court. And then there were the other courts of Prithian, and the new emerging world beyond. But for now, solstice, the longest night of the year. I turned from the window to Nuala, who was still fussing over the edges of her pie. It's a special holiday here as well, right? I asked casually. Not just in winter and day and spring. Oh, yes. Nuala said, stooping over the work table to examine her pie. Skilled spy, trained by Asriel himself, and master cook. We love it dearly. It's intimate, warm, lovely. Presents and music and food, sometimes feasting under the starlight. The opposite of the enormous, wild, days-long party I'd been subjected to last year. But presents? I had to buy presents for all of them, not had to, but wanted to, because all of my friends, now my family, had fought and bled and nearly died as well. I shut out the image that tore through my mind. Nesta, leaning over a wounded Cassian, the two of them prepared to die together against the King of Highburn. My father's corpse behind them. I rolled my neck. We could use something to celebrate. It had become so rare for all of us to be gathered for more than an hour or two. Nuala went on. It's a time of rest, too, and a time to reflect on the darkness, how it lets the light shine. Is there a ceremony? The half-wraith shrugged. Yes, but none of us go. 
It's more for those who wish to honor the light's rebirth, usually by spending the entire night sitting in absolute darkness. A ghost of a smirk. It's not quite such a novelty for my sister and me, or for the High Lord. I tried not to look too relieved that I wouldn't be dragged to a temple for hours as I nodded. Setting my clean dishes to dry on the little wooden rack beside the sink, I wished Nuala luck on lunch and headed upstairs to dress. Caradwen had already laid out clothes, but there was still no sign of Nuala's twin as I donned the heavy charcoal sweater, the tight black leggings, the fleece-lined boots before loosely braiding back my hair. A year ago, I'd been stuffed into fine gowns and jewels, made to parade in front of a preening court who'd gawked at me like a prized breeding mare. Here, I smiled at the silver and sapphire band on my left hand, the ring I'd won for myself from the weaver in the wood. My smile faded a bit. I could see her too, see Striga standing before the king of Hybern, covered in the blood of her prey, as he took her head in his hands.